Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. My name is Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, how it impacts us, and how we can rise above it. We are a community that values truth, transparency, growth, and love on the road to living lives that serve a higher purpose. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It is another Monday morning, February 15th, 2021. Glad that you're here with us. Going to have a great show today. Um, It is cold here in Southern California. Uh, I just took my daughter to the airport, and I think it was like 46 degrees when we left or something like that. So that's nothing to shake your fist at uh, here in Southern California. Um, For those of you around the country, Uh, I think this is going to be a really big week in terms of weather. Um, There is a massive winter storm that's that's just overtaking our entire country. Uh, It's actually one of the reasons why I took my daughter to the airport this morning, because her flight was supposed to be later in the week. Um, But because of the storm, uh, I think they were projecting that uh, they would have to cancel quite a few flights uh, through Houston uh, at that time. So... We bumped it up, and she flew out of it earlier to get ahead of the curve. So, yeah, crazy weather, just like crazy events going on in the world around us. So, all right, let's uh, jump into the minute of transparency. Uh, This week, I'm just going to call it No More Taxi Service. So this month, we actually became one of those families where everyone drives. Uh, We took our son to the DMV a week or so ago. Uh, And he successfully passed his in-person driving test. Yay! Uh, Even in the midst of a pandemic with the DMV closures and canceled appointments, uh, he got super lucky. uh, And his appointment was actually the day they decided to open back up. uh, And they honored his appointment time. So, however, we did have to go, uh, I think, over an hour away um, to get to a DMV that actually had open appointments. But that is a whole different story also related to COVID. Uh, But what a sigh of relief, right, as a parent, watching each of your kids study, uh, practice driving, and then uh, pass the test to become independent drivers. It's actually a bigger thing to me than turning like 18 or 21, right? Being able to drive is really that golden age. That's that event that sets you apart, right? You go from having no freedom to having the freedom that an adult enjoys, Uh, to be able to just get in a vehicle and drive yourself somewhere. Um, But at the same time for parents, it's also a really sad time, right? You don't don't realize just how big a part you are in your kid's life uh, until they're able to start doing things like this for themselves. Uh, You don't, you don't, you forget all the, the places you used to drive them, um, the, the conversations you had in the car, things like that. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Right, they're out. They're doing their own thing. Uh, you're sitting at home trying to figure out what just happened. Um, and then when they are home, you're trying to start those awkward conversations um, at the most inter- inopportune times. Um, but it is what it is. Growing pains, right? It's the next phase of life, right? The one where you're living in a house with other adults instead of those little kids that you spent the last 16 years of your life raising. 
Mixed emotions, for sure. Just one more thing that kind of gets thrown into our story, uh, the one we're writing as we go. And speaking of stories, that's exactly what we're talking about today. If you've been with us uh, since the beginning, you might remember episode two. Uh, I think it was called Story is Important. Uh, If not, you might want to go back and give that a listen uh, as it kind of goes over the whole concept of what is a story, why is it important. Uh, I think it may even be the one uh, where I told my story, I can't remember. But, But today we're talking about how we can write a transcendent story. And in this episode, we're going to walk through four different sections. We're going to talk about the fact that we write our own stories. Next, we're going to talk about our stories being part of a bigger story. Then we're going to move into better decisions, fewer regrets. And finally, we'll finish up with transcending your status quo. Number one, we write our own stories. So I'm just going to dive right into this one. Uh, Each of us writes our own story. How do I know this? Well, I mean, the idea that we write our story versus somebody else writing it for us, how do we know that? Well, it's because I believe, and Transcend Human would suggest, that God gave us this thing called freedom of choice. It's one of the core concepts discussed in controversy theory as well. It's one of those concepts that can drastically change your life depending on what you believe about it. If you don't believe we have freedom of choice, you're likely to believe that things happen to you. You will operate in reaction mode, and you will likely feel very little control over your life. If you do believe we have freedom of choice, uh, you're more likely to believe that you have an influence on things that happen to you. Uh, You will be proactive in how you respond to those things, and you will feel like you have a level of control over your life. Two very different realities, right? Just hearing it put that way, plainly, uh, wouldn't you choose to be in the second group? I mean, isn't that what you want for your life, to to be in control and have that level of control over your life? Now, the concept of control, it's tricky. Uh, In fact, maybe we'll do an entire episode in the future on what control means and transcending control. But for now, uh, just understand that it means having a final say in how we respond to the things that happen to us. Uh, It's understanding that bad things will happen and that we have very little control over that. However, our response to those things is 100% within our control, which is a very powerful thing in and of itself. So how does this whole freedom of choice thing impact us writing our own story? Well, actually, it has everything to do with it. Without freedom of choice, somebody else or something else would be writing our story for us. Somebody else would be dictating the things that happened to us and also what those things did to us. Sounds kind of scary, right? But because we have freedom of choice, we get to take back that level of control and we get to write our own story, even when it seems like the world is writing it for us. Stop me if you've heard these stories before. A kid gets bullied all the time in school, chooses not to retaliate, in fact, actually does something to help the bully one day. Bully sees the error of his ways and actually becomes the kid's bodyguard against other bullies. Next, kid gets into a terrible accident at school as a child, uh, loses legs, uh, but still works every day at building his upper body and eventually wins gold 
uh, at the Special Olympics as a bodybuilder. And finally, uh, a girl grows up with nothing, has to take care of her three siblings uh, while her mom is strung out on drugs, puts herself through college, becomes a brain surgeon, and winds up helping countless, of, countless people in her old neighborhoods uh, through medical care. I mean, if that isn't writing your own story, I don't know what is. This past week, there were quite a few large news stories happening all at the same time. Uh, we had the Donald Trump impeachment trial, which started in the U.S. Senate. Uh, in California, residents came up with the required number of signatures to start removal proceedings for uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. And then there was this interesting story about Britney Spears. Now, this isn't a new story, right? Just a continuing saga uh, that started way back when she was 16 years old. Uh, a judge ruled that her father, and I believe an, an attorney of theirs, uh, would be granted what's called conservatorship over Britney. Uh, similar to guardianship, but it's a little more focused on the financial stuff uh, and her ability to use her money um, on her own. Now, for some crazy reason, this conservatorship is has continued and is still in place to this day. And she's a 37-year-old woman now. Now, obviously, there are things we don't understand about the case, right? Uh, something has to be very wrong uh, for a court to keep a grown woman under the control of her parent, or an attorney for that matter. Now, if it was obvious, right, if she had a physical or medical issue that we could physically see, uh, maybe it wouldn't seem so strange. Or if a psychiatrist came out and explained that there are some serious mental health issues um, that she was going to struggle with for the rest of her life, you know, maybe we would understand. But due to the court's involvement, none of the specifics have been released. Instead, we simply watch this fully grown woman as she's allowed to live her life, make albums, hold residency in Las Vegas, and do things everyone else gets to do. And yet somebody is making all of the decisions about her finances. I mean, you just can't make that stuff up. But I didn't bring up Britney Spears uh, to spread rumors or to pick a side one way or the other. Uh, I simply see it as another perfect backdrop uh, for someone being able to write their own story. I mean, think about it. If you were Britney Spears and you grew up in this crazy reality, how would you have handled it? What story would you have written? I'm sure this is on her mind all the time. How do I move forward? And what do I do with my life given these crazy circumstances? My heart just breaks over the entire situation. I mean, as, as long as the motives of the father and the attorney are sincere, you know, I feel sorry for them having to be involved the way they are. Uh, and, and if Brittany is truly suffering with serious mental health issues, then I feel horrible for her. But would be, what would be really terrible would be if neither of these statements were true. Right, and the family was literally just doing this out of greed and jealousy. But we may never know the truth, and that's fine. Number two, our stories are part of a bigger story. So we talked about our role in writing our own stories, right? This is very important in understanding that we have control over the responses we have to the things that happen to us. Now, we don't have control over the things that happen to us necessarily, but it's the response that's important. Because we have freedom of choice, we are able to respond to the things that happen to us in a variety of ways. And it's this piece of the puzzle that writes our stories. Uh, don't believe me? Uh, let's take a look at the three stories we just talked about above and then rework them a bit. 
Kid gets bullied all the time in school. Chooses not to retaliate. Instead, goes home every night dreaming of ways to get back at the kids who bully him. Steals his uncle's gun and plans a school shooting. Next, kid gets into a terrible accident as a child. Loses legs. Chooses to be angry at the world. Spends the rest of his life in a wheelchair, uh, contributing nothing to the world around him. And finally, girl grows up with nothing, has to take care of her three siblings while mom is strung out on drugs. Uh, she allows her environment to swallow her up and falls into the same pattern as her mother. Sad, right? But true. In fact, these stories are probably more true, more realistic than the ones I first told you. But it's the first set of stories that we love, right? It's the first set that we really resonate with. And it's because we love a good rags to riches story. And we love those stories because they don't happen every day. They are less common. We understand the hard work it takes, all the good decisions you have to make, and the uphill battle that a person must have to go through to beat the odds that they are in, to make it out of the negative environment or situation that they found themselves in. But both sets of stories reinforce the truth, right, that we write our own stories. Based on our freedom of choice to respond to situations one way or the other, we write the story we want those in the future to read about us. However, it's important to understand that our story, the one we get to write, is also part of a larger story. Now, I'm not going to spend much time on this, but if you uh, like what you hear, you can go back and listen to the Controversy Theory series. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, it talks a lot more about this kind of stuff uh, and how it fits, fits into the bigger picture uh, that I call the controversy. So the bigger story I'm talking about here is the story of the Bible, right? It's the controversy in controversy theory. Uh, it's the story about God and Satan, uh, this cosmic battle between them for the allegiance of every human being that has ever walked on or will walk on the earth. This is kind of the master story, if you will. It's the beginning of everything and the end of all things kind of story. Uh, the story that answers our big three questions, right? Where did we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going when we die? Uh, this is obviously a much bigger story than ours, right? It's the umbrella story under which all of our little stories are told. And our little stories are all connected to the bigger story, whether we want to admit it or not. The lives we live and the decisions we make um, might seem to happen in a bubble, you know, only impacting us and a few people around us. Uh, but this is far from the truth. Our little stories have a ripple effect that can touch people we don't even know yet. Because we're connected to the bigger story, our lives and our decisions actually help or hinder people in how they understand that bigger story. What am I talking about? Uh, influence, role modeling, inspiring others, showing people how it's done, helping people see God's love and God's plan to rescue us from the pain that we face on earth. But ultimately, I'm also talking about bad decisions, bad influences, poor role modeling, uh, harming others, leading people down the wrong path, uh, getting people in touch with Satan's hatred and his plan for revenge against God. Again, because we write our own stories, we control the narrative. We get to choose what we endorse, and we get to help others see the ultimate story. Number three better decisions, fewer regrets. 
So I'll just say it now. I'm a huge fan of Andy Stanley. Uh, if we lived in Atlanta, I don't think it would take us long to find our church home. Uh, but since we live on the other side of the country, uh, I do my best to keep up with North Point Church and Andy Stanley online uh, or by listening to the podcast. I'll put the links in the show notes if you're interested uh, in this content. So, so I need to be transparent in explaining that this whole section of the episode came from Andy, right? They're doing a weekend message series right now called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets, uh, and I just couldn't see doing this episode without incorporating some of the things that he has walked through over the past six weeks into this episode. I feel like it's important because when we're talking about writing our best story, uh, it can be a bit abstract at times, right? People might say, well, what does that really mean? And how do I do that? Uh, I need handles for how to get that done. And that's what this series was for me. Uh, it provided handles for making good decisions that I won't regret in the future. Making decisions to tell a better story, one that I will be proud of and one that will help others along the way. Andy began the series by explaining the following. Uh, we never know what or who hangs in the balance of the decisions we make, but we do know that our decisions determine the direction and the quality of our life. Or, for the purposes of this episode, we know that our decisions determine what stories we are going to tell. So Andy goes on to give us handles um, as to how to make these good decisions. And he explains that there are five questions that we need to ask when faced with these important decisions. Now, he fleshed out each of the uh, five questions, one each week, um, but I'm going to give you the condensed version here, and we'll go through them all at one time. The other important thing to remember about um, this content or this uh, message series that Andy did is uh, something that he said over and over and over again throughout the series. Uh, he made it very clear that the the one big decision that you look back on with regret, the one huge decision, uh, you know, that that led to something really bad happening in your life, wasn't really the actual problem. The problem was all of the smaller decisions that were made leading up to that big decision. And so he really pushed hard on that. And this understanding that that your life isn't one massive decision after another. It's a bunch of little decisions that lead up to potentially making a bad or a great decision in the future. So let's jump into the six questions or the five questions. Uh, question number one is the integrity question. So this is all about learning to be honest with yourself, understanding and admitting um, what your underlying intentions are, and be willing to own that um, in your decision-making. Question number two, the legacy question. So this question is all about um, kind of what we're talking about today, right? What do you want your legacy to be? Uh, based on this decision, will it help or harm your legacy? Uh, what people think about you in the future or after you're gone? It speaks to your story, right? Your legacy is the story that you've written with all of those small decisions that you've made in your life. Question three, the conscience question. So if you are here for controversy theory, you probably remember me talking about the importance of the conscience. Uh, in fact, we're going to walk through a series this year on the podcast called Conscience Driven Therapy. 
And Andy's question is along the same lines. Uh, he refers to it as uh, paying attention to the tension. In other words, when you're faced with a decision uh, and there's just something that doesn't seem right, right, you feel this tension about it, then you need to stop and pay attention uh, because it just might make, it might just be your conscience warning you about the choice that you were going to make. Question four is the maturity question. Uh, and this was probably my favorite out of all of them. Uh, the question here is really, what is the wise thing to do? And the point that he's trying to make is that not every decision should be viewed as a bad versus good decision. Just because something is good or legal or everyone else is doing it does not mean that it's the wise thing to do for you. This is powerful if you can wrap your brain around it. Uh, if, if only we could see that clearly in the heat of the moment, right? When the decision is right in front of us and that's what we're facing, that there are things that we can legally do, nobody's going to tell us not to do them, and yet it may not be the wisest thing for us to do. And finally, question five is the relationship question. So the simple question here is, what does love require of me? Now, this is based on the new commandment explained in the Bible to love God and love others. Um, and really, it, it means in each situation, in every decision, we need to put ourselves in the other person's place. Will my decision show love or will it harm others? It's as simple as that and yet as difficult as that. So in one of the messages, uh, I think Andy tells the story of Joseph from the Bible uh, it's probably one of the best illustrations we have when it comes to how to tell your story regardless of what the world throws at you. Uh, Joseph lived a crazy life, um, both in setback and in success. Uh, and it was his decision-making skills in both scenarios that really solidified his legacy. The story he wrote from the jumbled mess uh, that he was handed uh, is nothing short of amazing. If you want to hear more about Joseph, I would just recommend you hop over to the North Point website uh, and maybe listen to the entire series there. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can easily find it. Number four, transcending your status quo. So by now we have a pretty good idea of what uh, it means to write your own story, right? We understand that we're writing our story inside of a larger story, and we understand that we tell our best story by making better decisions along the way. But there is another piece I want to touch on just before we wrap things up, and it's this whole concept of status quo. So according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, status quo means the existing state of affairs. In other words, the way things are, or perhaps the way things have always been. But the idea here is this, we all find ourselves living at status quo. And there's something calming about that. There's something comforting to be at a place where you've been before, a place you understand, a place that offers you the same things over and over, like clockwork. Because you feel safe and in control, even when things aren't great, at least you know what you're up against. The opposite of status quo, then, is new, different, or abnormal. All things that create instability, doubt, anxiety, and at times fear inside of us. When we go against the status quo, we're swimming upstream, often without a paddle. 
It's all new to us, and we're having to trust our decisions without proof that everything will turn out okay. So what is the status quo for you? What does your life look like right now, and has it been that way for a while? I guess the bigger question is this. Is your status quo where you really want to be? Are you okay with being stuck here in the same place long term? Is this the story that you're wanting to tell? Is this the legacy that you're wanting to leave for your kids? If not, then we need to get out of the status quo boat and start swimming in the opposite direction. For me, status quo can look like this. Perfectionism, obsessive behaviors, things never feeling finished or good enough, frustration or intolerance uh, with others when they don't seem to be working hard enough, having to find a more efficient and effective way to do everything, inflexibility, rigidity, um, being hypocritical at times, and tending toward mental health disorders like depression, OCD, and addiction. Sounds pretty bleak, right? What I just read you was a list of the unhealthy traits of the Enneagram 1, which is what I am. For those of you who don't know what the Enneagram is, I'll drop a link in the show notes so that you can learn more about it uh, and take the test if you're interested. But luckily, this doesn't have to define me, because the Enneagram 1 also has a list of healthy traits. Traits like wise and discerning, transcendentally realistic, knowing the best action to take in each moment, humane, inspiring, hopeful, conscientious with strong personal convictions, uh, rational, reasonable, self-disciplined, mature, moderate in all things, extremely principled, always wanting to be fair, objective, and ethical, a sense of responsibility, personal integrity, and having a higher purpose. Wow, sounds a little different, right? Uh, What if that could be my status quo? And so it is for each of us. Our status quo is a mixture of the positive and negative within us. It's the healthy and the unhealthy traits. So what do we do with that? Well, the simple suggestion is to throw out the bad and keep the good. But I know, that's trite and way too simple. And this is where the decision-making piece comes into play. Based on our status quo, we will be faced with small decisions each and every day. And we have the choice to choose how we respond to them either using our healthy traits or our unhealthy traits. So we can use Andy's five questions to help us make the right decisions, with the understanding that each small decision leads to a slightly bigger decision, which at some point can lead to a life-changing decision. Decisions that change the trajectory of our story. Let's land the plane. This week, I would like you to wrestle with the following. First, what is the story you're writing, and do you understand the level of control you have because of your freedom of choice? Next, do you see your story as part of the larger story, the master story? Next, how would your story change if you started asking the five questions Andy Stanley suggested we ask? And finally, what is your status quo? What is the rut that you're stuck in? And what are the things that you can do to get out of that rut this week? I hope this was helpful this week. Uh, As always, thank you so much for choosing to spend some time with us uh, as we walk through this journey together. Um, 
have a great week. Um, Keep writing your best story and keep transcending human. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find additional content as well as ways to contact us and links to our social media channels. Thanks again for subscribing to the show, and we'll see you again real soon.